0: Life, Culture and Current Events from a Biblical Perspective 2020 with Neil Johnson on Vision
1: Life, Culture and Current Events from a Biblical Perspective 2020 on Vision And it's my privilege to welcome to the airwaves Andrew McColl, the Queensland Director for Family Voice. How are you doing Andrew? G'day Matt, how are you getting on and good morning to all our listeners today. I'm well, thanks, mate. And uh, tell us a bit of your story, mate. How long have you been involved with Family Voice now?
0: I started with Family Voice in May this year, so I've been going around about four months.
1: Okay. And what was uh, what was your uh, career like before you got involved with Family Voice? What, what kind of things have you done in the past?
0: Well, I've done a few things actually, but the thing that I've done most of all in terms of career work has been working as a school teacher.
1: Okay. Fantastic. Very important job, hey?
0: Well <laughs> it was fairly important to me. So it was paying my wages but also I it meant getting involved with, with children and, and and of course families which was which is actually very rewarding.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Fantastic, mate. Now for those who don't know much about Family Voice, uh just give us a, a bit of an update. What are, what are you guys up to? What what are you guys doing at the moment?
0: Well, Family Voice is based around uh, three, uh, our little slogan is based around three words, and that goes with family. Uh, sorry, faith, family, and freedom. So we use those as sort of three parts of the triangle that we work around. And um, if, if you can go around a triangle around, it's pretty hard actually. Um, but that's what we work around. So we we want to emphasise the importance of the Christian faith, the importance of the family. And, and of all of the freedoms that come out of those two things and that has reference to uh, social freedoms, economic freedom, political freedom, etc. So we start with faith and family and freedom and we sort of find our way in there to encourage uh, people in their Christian faith and as you were saying earlier, uh, Matt, about doing the seminar on, on marriage uh, hey, that is so important that we we strengthen the Christian family, encourage it in, in its future. Yes, there are always challenges for families. Um, I've been married now 43 years, and we still have challenges, and I still make plenty of mistakes. But God is good, and there's a, there's a future for the family, and great great promises attached to it in Scripture.
1: Mm, absolutely. Well, I do love getting the uh, family voice. Uh, emails in my inbox all the time I always uh, scroll through and see what you guys are up to And I see you on social media as well Speaking up uh, for very important topics And uh, we need uh, great ministries like Family Voice in Australia To keep strengthening our nation uh, Now let's uh, tackle the topic of education today uh, You've obviously got a lot of, lot of background in that area let's, uh, let's have a look at education from a theological point of view um, Would you be able to unpack that a bit for us?
0: Yeah, and I I guess I like to do that because it's important that whenever we consider any subject that we do start with the theology of the subject. And I guess I would think that the the theology of education starts with Genesis chapter 1. And it was there in verse 26 to 28 that the Bible says, Then God said, Let us make man in our image according to our likeness, and let them rule over the fish of the sea and over the birds of the sky and over the cattle and over all the earth and over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. God created man in his own image, in the image of God he created him. Male and female he created them. God blessed them and God said to them, Be fruitful and multiply and fill the earth and subdue it and rule over the fish of the sea and over the birds of the sky and over every living thing that moves, On the earth, so that's our first sort of starting point to consider that God has made us in His image, and we have responsibilities on this planet to rule over it and to preserve it, and and to be, be fruitful and multiply ourselves. So that's where we start from in terms of education. Is firstly for the Lord. And we're his servants, he's made us to be in his image and we have a future with him. But it's not to be simply doing what we want to do, but to be pleasing him.
1: Absolutely, mate. And, you know, a lot of parents uh, just send their kids to school and think that's where they get their education. But the truth is education begins in the home and it is a parental responsibility, isn't it?
0: Well, it is. It is a it is a, a parental responsibility. Um, we find that when we get to to Abraham, uh, a, a a bit later in in Genesis, we we find that there the Lord had some things to say to him concerning this. And it's, once more, it's it's indirectly involved in education. I'm not talking about math, science, and English in Genesis. Well, at least not directly. Uh, the Bible says in Genesis chapter eighteen. Verse 17, the Lord said, Shall I hide from Abraham what I'm about to do? Since Abraham will surely become a great and mighty nation, and in him all the nations of the earth will be blessed. For I have chosen him, so that he may command his children and his household after him to keep the way of the Lord by doing righteousness and justice, so that the Lord may bring upon Abraham what he has spoken about him. So we see here this absolute obligation of Christian parents to teach and train their children and to disciple them. And that means that there are personal, moral, ethical, social and ultimately eternal functions entirely in education. It doesn't preclude study or academic growth or ability, yet these don't get a mention. Isn't that odd to our
1: modern minds? mm Good, good point, mate. I like, I like the way you're thinking there. <laughs> and, mate, uh, another topic that uh, I'm, I'm curious to ask you about, uh, or another part of this topic I'd like to ask about is, you know, w- when we look at the Bible, um, there's actually no reference to schools in the Bible. There's no mention of it in Scripture, is there?
0: Well, it's not because we, and we take from that, that the notion of responsibility. Being with, being with parents, then there was no need for an education department there's no need for schools it was was all considered to be a a natural function of family relationship now we find that a lot in say the book of Proverbs we find references to, to this role I'll just go to my scriptures which I'm turning over now as we go and Proverbs 1 verses 8 and 9 that hear my son your father's instruction and do not forsake your mother's teaching. Indeed they are a graceful wreath to your head and ornaments about your neck. Chapter 6 verse 20 says my son observe the commandment of your father and do not forsake the teaching of your mother. So not just father but father and mother are both both involved or supposed to be involved in the education of your children. And when we go to the New Testament, we find there in Ephesians chapter 6 and verse 4, fathers, do not provoke your children to anger, but bring them up in the discipline of the Lord. So all of this time, we're finding here that the, the people responsible for education are father and mother. And what we know, I heard this saying many years ago, that is that uh, where responsibility rests, authority lies. So it isn't just that we are responsible as parents for the education of our children, but the authority to do that lies with us as well.
1: Mm. And, you know, there's a, been a massive uptake of homeschooling uh, since covid and uh, I know there's a lot of people, you know, a lot of people in my church, a lot of a lot of my friends have decided to start homeschooling. My wife and I looked at it, and uh, considered it for a while. But being pastors, we just didn't think we could juggle the responsibility of, uh, of, of do, you know, running a homeschool in in our home as well as pastoring. Uh, so we, we we opted against it. Our our kids go to a good Christian school. Uh, we we do love that, but there has been a massive. Uh, you know, trend in homeschooling, and a lot of it is because people just don't trust what schools are teaching these days, eh? Huh?
0: Well, that happens, and because you've got the control of the education department is is with people who you and I might not altogether share the same beliefs with, then you're going to find that you that that, that you get curriculum. Uh, being written, you'll, you'll find yourself with teachers, you find yourself with peer groups for children who you think, well I'm not so sure that's really what, what I want my children to be hearing and seeing and coming home with terms that they, they hadn't ever heard in their home so that creates some challenges for some people and hey I, I accept the fact that it's a free country people do what they want to do in terms of education and there are lots of options for that I know that I know that we found, my wife Sue and I, that we started homeschooling our children 32 years ago, and uh, we've never had a moment in those 32 years when, when we look back and put, oh, what did I do that for? I think it was wrong. It, it isn't that we didn't make mistakes, because we most certainly did, as all parents do, and and so you think, oh, that, would, that wasn't such, such a good thing to do. But in terms of the principle of what we were doing at the time, of choosing to be responsible for them and, and for their education, I've never had a moment's doubt that we were actually doing the wrong thing.
1: Mm-hmm. And, you know, I've uh, come across a, a number of homeschooling kids that I've found are so well-mannered, uh, you know, great conversationalists, very mature for their age. Um, one of the criticisms is that, you know, homeschool kids aren't around uh, enough kids of their own age and, and they might be socially awkward, but I've found it to be the opposite. What, what's your experience with that? Well,
0: I, I, I suppose I'm probably not the most objective person to ask to comment <laughs> because I'm myself. But what you find is that, is that children are influenced by those that are around them. Yeah. And I, I've seen that many, many times. The peer group at school, or, or, or any kind of peer group, really, and, and that includes the, the church peer group, all peer groups can be very influential for children because children uh, are very open to those who are around them. They're, they're easily instructed, they're easily led, they're easily influenced by those that are around them. Now, that's that's not wrong, but we have to be cautious about how much peer groups do influence us, and especially children. So I would I would think that the reason that you've been positively uh, impressed Matt, by meeting homeschooling children is that they tend to spend a lot of time with other people who are not their own age group. Mm. So they're talking to their their parents a lot. They're having those kind of vertical conversation between an adult and a child, which draws the child up to the more mature attitudes that dad and mum have or certainly should have yet they also have to be dealing with their siblings as well and of course you've got an age spread of children that if you've got three or four children you've got a, very commonly got a spread of something like five, six, seven eight years or so. So they're having to deal with people who are older than them but also dealing with those that are younger with them. That's a very healthy thing that teaches, teaches children to be flexible in the
1: the family context. Mm. I guess one other question I'm curious to ask on that topic. While, while well, we're, while we're parking there for a moment, uh, you know, the other criticism uh, that I've heard about homeschooling is that you know the kids are in a little bubble uh, until they finish school, and then when they end up, you know, going to university or going into the workplace or something and seeing what the world's really like, uh, they get a lot of culture shock, and and some kids might, you know, uh, you know, head down the wrong track, like the like the prodigal son, for example. Um, have you found that to be uh, an experience with, uh, with a lot of homeschooling kids and, and what happens when they finish uh, their homeschooling?
0: Well, I would think that, the, that, that it is always important to protect children and shield children from hostile influences that are around them and, and in our, our community on different occasions. My experience is that most families don't protect their children enough from influences that are, can be quite harmful for children. Yeah. Now I would I would agree that there's a time and place when you have to talk to children about what this world that we live in is like. It's important that they know that, but not at six, yeah. not at eight. Yeah.
1: They
0: they they do need to find out by the time they're sixteen. But hey, down the road there are a few things going on that might not be too flash.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: And they need to be under you know to be aware that not every family in our street or in our society thinks the way that we do mm. and it's important that they do have some knowledge or understanding of that but not too early please I think we, <laughs> we, we taking a child at six and dropping them into a, a classroom which where, where there are a lot of influences upon them are not so healthy I don't think that has that I don't think the you know the evidence is that, you know, that That's a a very good thing to do.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And, mate, before I let you go, too, one more thing I just thought of, too. There's probably a lot of parents at home, uh, particularly with the kids during school holidays as well at the moment, and they're probably at this stage of the holidays thinking, should I just let my kids go on devices all day or should I take it off them and make them read a book or go for a walk? (laughs) Or should I take them for a walk? Um, What's your uh, guidelines uh, that you have found are good when it comes to devices with uh, kids and teenagers. Have, have you got uh, some boundaries that you, you think people should set in place?
0: Well, I do. I, I do think that children need their, their parents to give them boundaries. And and while, while, on the one hand, parents don't want to get in the way of their children, yet when you're talk, talking about computers, there are things that they can access fairly easily that really are not going to be any good for them. Yeah. And I, I would think that much of the time, the the computer, uh, the laptop ought to be shut down so children get lots of conversation, lots of fresh air and sunshine, and, and they're able to engage in, in social activities, they're able to engage in conversation. Hey, children need conversations, yeah. not just with one another, but with parents, with older people who, as I was saying earlier, have a more mature Outlook on life, are able to challenge them when the child is six, eight, ten, fourteen to think more maturely, more intelligently, more sensibly, and you, that's that's just that's a very healthy thing for children's education and for their moral development.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And
0: so I, I'd be thinking now, in, when when our children were young, like teenage years, the, the idea of a handheld device it wasn't, wasn't even around. I mean, now they're in their, you know, getting into their forties. Yeah, uh, our sons. We've got three sons, and and so it was just when the whole mobile phone thing was beginning to come in. But I would say, yeah, look, let children have some some access to that. But I think it's great to shut them down and put them away and enjoy some social life and some outdoor life, some sports, and some development as a, as a Christian individual, and that that involves comes back to dad and mum and that family unit working harmoniously.
1: Absolutely, we've got to be intentional with with our with our children and make sure that uh, we set those boundaries. And I love to say to my kids, "Hey, there's a new app. You should check it out. It's called Outside." <laughs> Outside. Of- <laughs> I love it. that's sort of my line. Anyway, mate, our, our time's almost up. But uh, if people want to find out more about Family Voice, the website is familyvoice.org.au. You guys are all also on uh, social media, always posting lots of good content. Uh, we'll uh, catch up with you next week, or Neil will catch up with you next week again. But thank you so much for your time, Andrew. God bless.
0: Thank you, Beth. Nice talking to you again. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.